Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for the refuah of Aliza Bat Sarah. Today's daf is being studied as well for the refuah of Yaakov Ben Ora She'over Nituah Hayom. Today's Zaf is being studied Ben Miriam and Abraham Ben Esther. We are starting on the bottom of Lamidvav Amud Bet. Actually, it is the bottom line, starting with Tanur Banan. Tanur Banan, we have a Braita in Ofin Pat Aba. Bapesah, Devre Bet Shamai, Ubet Lel Matirin. Discussion over here is something called Pat'aba, which would be interpreted as thick bread, which is referring to matzah, meaning you're not allowed to make the matzah thick, according to Bet Shamai, uh, but according to Bet Lel, it is mutar. And we will see the reason in a moment. So the Gemara asks, Vekama Pat'aba. How much is pat'ava, meaning how thick does it have to be to be considered pat'ava? Amar avuna tefah. So the shi'ud is, if it has the thickness of a tefah, of a, um, of a fist. Shekhen matzinu belechem apanim tefah. Because we found by the lechem apanim, the showbread, that were in the Benta Mikdash, that incidentally also had to be matzah, which means the lechem apanim was not bread, it was actually matzah. Uh, the hakamim learned that from a pasuk. So the pasuk says, uh, top line in Nashi, Shu asur lavo hametz. It is asur to come hametz, from the word kol amincha, the kol comes to include even lechem apanim, that they have to be non-hametz. And the hakamim say, that the maximum thickness of the lechem apanim is a tefah. So that would be considered pat hava. Now the logic over here would be, is because if it's thick, it has the ability to become hametz, quicker. So therefore, Bet Shammai says, you can only make the matzah thin. You cannot have any thickness to it. Whereas according to Bet Elil, he says, no, you can still be shumated from becoming hametz. Therefore, even a, a thickness of a tefah would be good. But even Bet Elil would agree, more than a tefah is no good. The only argument is on pat'aba, is it good or not. But more than pat'aba, no good according to uh, all that she taught. Comes the Gemara and says, Matkif la Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef has a question. Im amru bezirizin, yomru b'she'enan zirizin. Which means, betelel, you're drawing your proof from where the lechem apanim. That we're allowing it to be the thickness of a tefah. Hold it. Who makes the lechem apanim? Kohanim. Kohanim, as we learned yesterday's daft, they're zirizin. They are, uh, they are zealous. And therefore they're careful. 
And therefore, if we allowed a tefah by Kohanim, that's because there's zariz, they'll make sure it doesn't become hametz. But why could, how could you draw from there that matzah in general that's made by anybody could also be a tefah? They're not zirizim. Number two, the le'ama panim is called pat amila. It is bread that is worked at. Like Rashi brings down, the halakha says that by the le'ama panim, you need to uh, uh, knead it with your hands 300 times and pound it with your fist 500 times. So therefore, the le'ama panim is made and the menachot are made in a way where it's not going to become hametz because you're constantly working it. And therefore, how could you draw a lesson from there to regular matzah doesn't have those, uh, those conditions? Another proof, or another difference, I should say. Im amru yevishim, yumru lahim. How do you make the le'ama panim? You use dry wood. Like the Gemara Ta'anit says, that they used to cut wood in order to use the Beit HaMikdash. Once two Be'av came, the 15th of Av, they stopped cutting wood. Why? Because the sun is not strong anymore after two Be'av, and it doesn't dry out the wood from its moisture. So you see, the Beit HaMikdash, they only use dry wood, which is very, very, very good kindling, and it makes a good fire. So therefore, again... I'm not worried in the Beit HaMikdash if I use a tefah, because the, fi- the fire is very strong because of the dry wood that I'm using. That's why it's not going to become hametz. But uh, how could you allow that to regular, regular matzah that you can use any type of wood that's not even not that? doesn't bring that such a good fire because there's moisture in it. Another difference. Im amru betanur ham, yomru betanur sonen. Number four, in the Beit HaMikdash, the oven that they used was always hot. Because they're always using it to make different... Minahot and the Hamim. So therefore, the oven is very hot. Therefore, it's less chance for it to become Hametz. Masha'enken in a regular oven that you're making for Matzah, it's cooler than the oven of the Beit HaMikdash. Therefore, again, you, can, you cannot draw a, a, a parallel. Im amru betanushel matechet, yumru betanushel hairis. Fifth difference. In the Beit HaMikdash, the oven was made out of metal. And therefore, a metal oven retains its heat. Much more, as opposed to a tanur of hairis pottery, which is less uh, hot. So therefore, for this reason, the Gemara is saying, Betalel, you cannot tell me that your logic of matzah being a tefah is from the lechem apani. The lechem apani has five differences why we can be mekel that matzah does not have. Amar ben Yabar Abba, She'elit et Rabbi bi'yehud. So I asked this question to Rabbi bi'yehud in private. Umanu, who was this rabbi that he asked? Rav. It was actually Rav. Ika de Amri, some say, Rav, Ika de Amri, Amar Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba, Amar Rav, She'ilit et Rabbi B'Yehud. That I asked Rabbi B'Yehud, Umanu, and who's Rabbi? Rabbeinu Akadosh, Sibudan Nasi. My Pat Ava. So he asked him this question, what is this Pat Ava? that Bet Shammai and Bet Leil were arguing about. So he said, Pat Merubah. It's not talking about thickness. It's talking about quantity. Which means, on Yom Tov of Pesach, it's saying you cannot make an excessive amount of Matzah. Which means you can only make according to the amount that you need, let's say, for that day. But you're not allowed to make an excessive amount. And the logic is going to be because it would be Terha. You're not allowed to be 
toiling on Yom Tov for something that is not necessary for that day itself. So the Gemara calls Pat Ava, that really means Pat Miruba, quantity. So why would they call it Pat Ava? Ava usually means thick. Mishum de Nefisha Belisha. Because you're right, because the dough is thick. Because if you're making a lot of matzah, the dough itself is ava. So the ava is not going on the individual matzah, it's going on the actual, um, the, the dough that you're using to make the matzot. You have a different answer. In the place of that tana that said that statement, pat ava, the pat meruba, pat ava karuleh. Yeah, in that place where that Beraita was stated, Pat Ava means Pat Miruva. Yeah, that's the way they would say quantity. They would say Ava. My Ta'amana, what's the reason why you cannot make an excessive amount of Matzah, let's say on Pesach? If it's because you're, you're toiling on Yom Tov on something that's not necessary, because you're not going to eat all that Matzah, my Iriyab Pesach, Afidu Yom Tov Nameh. Why then did you give me only a case of matzah and Pesach? For that matter, bread on any Yom Tov. This is not a deen like a Pesach. This is a deen of any Yom Tov that you cannot bake uh, bread more than is necessary. Why did the Gemara specifically give me a case on Pesach? The Gemara says, You're right. This would apply to any Yom Tov. This Tana was discussing the laws of Pesach. When he said this Braita. So therefore he gave an example of making matzah pesah. But in the on any Yom Tov, you would not be allowed to make excessive bread according to Bechamai. Tanya Namehache. I'm bringing you a proof from a Braita that this Tana will agree that it applies to all Yamim Tovim, not only Pesach. Bechamai Omrim. En Ofin. Pat Miruba. That's the Girsa that they have in. Uh, so clearly according to this Braita it says Making Pat Miruba on Yom Tov So therefore you see why it's not specifically to Pesach It applies to all Yamim Tovim Whereas the Shita Betelel is It's permissible to fill an oven's worth Because when you fill an oven's worth The bread becomes Mishubach so therefore, he allows you to fill an oven's worth of lechem, and uh, even though you're not going to eat all the bread on Yom Tov, it's to the sheva of the bread, and therefore it is permissible. Tarot Rabbanan. Yotzim bepat nikiyah. Regarding the matzah, it's permissible, you are yotzim with pat nikiyah, that we said is solid. That's made from the fine flour, that was sifted, and it's uh, clean. You could, of course, be yotzim with that. The hadush is, even though the Torah says lechem oni, so you might think that patnikiyah is, you know, too hashuv. No, it's okay, you can use patnikiyah for the matzah. U behadra'ah. Hadra'ah, we said, is like the coarse uh, flour that still has, let's say, some bran in it, which is also permissible. U b'srikin amtsuyarin bapesah. And if you have matzah that has in it designs, which means sometimes the baker would put, let's say, a design in the dough, and then the matzah comes out with a, you know, with an imprint of something on it. That's called srikin. Srikin is the design that they put on the matzah. It's okay. You could be yotzei with such matzah as well. Even though the hachemim don't want you to do it like a but but the avad, if you have this matzah, it's okay. Why don't you want to do it like a Because it takes time. 
after you make the, the matzana, you have to start making uh, images or whatever um, uh, uh, designs on the matzah, it takes time. And we're not interested in time, because it's going to be now chametz. So the chetahila don't make sneaking, but what if you do, you can eat the matzah. Amar of davar sha'al baytoz ben zunin hakamim. This item was asked by Baytoz ben Zunim to the rabbis. Baytoz ben Zunim was a baker. He said, He asked, Why can't you make designs in the Matzah and Pesach? Because the lady that's making it is going to take time. And it's going to cause the Matzah to become Hametz. Amar lahem, so Baytos says, Efshar ya'asena bidfus, liyikve'ena kevan. It's possible that he could have a dfus. Dfus would be like a a, 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 a cookie cutter, exactly, like a, a shape. Which means it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a tool where it has the shape already, and all you gotta do is just imprint it on the matzah, like a stamp. Exactly, and it doesn't take any time. So Baitos is saying, your only reason applies to what? Well, you're doing it by hand. But if you have the imprint where you're just able to stamp it, so therefore it'd be permissible. The and you will, uh, you will uh, imprint it kevan. Kevan means immediately. And therefore there should be no problem. So Baitos is trying to make a hiluk. Amru lo, so they tell by tos, yomru, the people are going to say, kol asrikin asurin, vislike by tos mutarin. They're going to come along and say, all the srikin, all the, uh, the, 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 the designs are asur, except for the designs of by tos, and meaning they're going to start to make a hiluk, and what's going to end up happening, they're going to come to make isur. Because once you start separating and say, this one is asur and this one's mutar, What's going to happen? The people are going to make a mistake and they're going to end up doing the Isur way. Therefore, the rabbis employed the rule called no pilug. No pilug means, once it's Isur, the rabbis did not make a hiluk between what type of designs, whether you're using an imprint or you're not using an imprint. We don't want the people to say, no, this one is Isur, this one's Mutar, and they're going to end up coming to Matir the Isur. Amar bin Azar bar Tzadok. achar abba. He says, one time I went with my father. That was a bit Tzadok. To the house of Rabban Gamliel. And he served him matzah that had on it designs on Pesach. Amarti, Abba, told my father, What do you mean? How could the rabbi make these uh, designs on the matzah? Didn't we learn that you don't make slikin? No, the rabbis did not say it's forbidden for everybody. Only bakers, it's asur. But for a regular you know, homemade bread, homemade matzah, it's okay. What's the, what's the difference? So that she explains that the baker is selling them. And therefore he's more careful that the design is going to be perfect. Therefore he takes more time in making the design. You have an issue of hametz. But she ain't can a balabai it. They don't care. He just makes a design very quickly. Even though it's not perfect. So therefore the rabbi was saying that this spedush of slikin asurim was only said by nahtomin. Not by balabatim. Therefore the bagamli was in the right. He's able to make the slikin. Ika de amri. Some say the exact opposite. Adam. 
they did not oser bakers, they only were oser homemade. And this bread of Rabban Gamliel was not homemade, it was brought from a baker. Now why would a baker be more mutar? Because he's proficient. Because since he makes a lot of bread, he knows how to make the designs, and usually he also has the defus. However, a balabayit, where it's not so proficient, he has to make it by hand, therefore they were osir. So therefore this bread of Rabban Gamliel was indeed from a baker, therefore it was permissible. There's two ways of looking at it. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Biyosir is the end of the Braita. Osin Srikin, it is permissible to make Srikin these designs. Uh, now we'll use the Girsav, the Aruch. Min or Bimin Rikikin, which means it is permissible if the Matzah is thin, then we allow you to make designs. The En Osim Srikin, Again, min gluskaot, if the matzah is thick. So according to this opinion, uh, he's making chiluk, not between dfus or yad. According to the BOC, he says it all depends on the thickness of the matzah. If it's thin matzah, which has less chance to becoming hamets, make your designs. If it's thick like a gluska, then already don't make a design at all. So his whole chiluk is what? On the thickness of the matzah. So we saw different uh, opinions over here, exactly uh, on the subject of srikin in the matzah. It should be pointed out that the design that we make on the matzot, those holes that we make, is not considered srikin. Those holes over there are specifically made in order to cause it not to become hametz, in order that there's holes in the matzah so it will not rise. The poskim say that that would be permissible. Kanzigimana continues. Now we discuss the law of Hala. Let's just review quickly. We know according to the Torah law, the Kohanim have an entitlement called Hala. That is when somebody makes dough, a batter of dough, uh, more than 43 and a fifth bitsim in Shi'ud. The way you remember that is it's the gematria of Hala. Hala equals 43, and the last letter is here. So 43 and a fifth betzim, one has to give a portion to that, to the Kohen. Now according to most post scheme, it's only talking about uh, bread that is going to be baked in an oven. However, if let's say you're going to cook it or fry it, so according to most post scheme, you're not going to be hayav in hala. It has to be baked in an oven. So now the Gemara is going to discuss different types of doughs, that since they're not baked in an oven, and for other reasons, are going to be exempt from halal. Tanu Rabbanan, as-sufganim. Sufganim literally is called sponge bread. Which is, sufganim uh, is a sfog, is a sponge. This is thick type of bread that looks like a sponge. That dubshanim, dubshanim is type of bread that is fried in uh, honey. The iskiritin. Skiritin is like a wafer type of bread. The halat hamisaret. Halat hamisaret would be like uh, bread that's made in a pan, pan bread. Meduma is if you have tiruma and hulin mixed up together, and from that you made a dough. Peturin min hala. All these cases you patur from hala. Now, the reason of meduma will explain to you immediately. 
that she tells us, because the Torah says when it comes to uh, taking halah, the Torah says, tarimu um, tiruma. When you give the halah, it says, take out tiruma, it's called tiruma, and give it to the Kohen. So they learn from over here, only something that when you take out becomes tiruma, but not that is tiruma already. Miduma is tiruma already, because it has a mixture. So we know miduma is patur from hala based on a gezerah at the katuf. Now the Gemara wants to understand some of these breads. So the Gemara says, my halat misaret. What is this halat misaret over here? This uh, pan bread. Amr bi ben Devi, ze halut shil ba'ale batim. Which means it's, uh, it's scolded. They take the bread and they put it in hot scalding water and uh, it doesn't have the shape that she says or the uh, image of the normal bread. Point is it's not baked. Amar Rishtakish Halalu Maase Il Fashen. So that is Shakish explains. You know why all these cases in the Braita Patur from Hala? Because they're all Maase Il Fas. They're all made in a pen. And therefore it's not baked in an oven. And therefore, according to the halakha, it's got to be made in a tanur. So therefore, since these breads are all made outside in a, in a pan, therefore they have patur of challah. So comes the Gemara and says, comes the Gemara and says, Verbi Yohanan Amar, Ma'aseh Ilfas Hayavim. He says, no, it's not be made in an oven. Even if it's made in a pan, the bread, it is going to be hayav and challah. So what's the reason of all these cases then? The halalu sha'asan b'chamah. These are sun-baked. That's why they're going to be, as we have a fantastic mahlokan here, between the shtakish and the Yohanan, is something that's made in the ilfas, hayav bechala or not. The shtakish says patur, the Yohanan says hayav. So the Gemara now poses a question from a brighter. Has sufganim, that's the sponge bread. Dubshanim, that's the honey bread. Iskiritin, that's the wafers. Asa'an be'ilfas hayabin. Clearly, if you make them in the ilfas, the hayab khala. Be'chama peturim. If your son baked them, peturim. Te'yuftad, the bishwam ben nakish. There's a question on the bishwam ben nakish, because he said ilfas is. Patur, here we have a bride that says Ilfas is Khayyab. Amar Ula, Amar Lekhalabi Shomin Nakish, Hakabi Bayaskinan, Shirtiyah, Ulbisof, it beak. Depends how you use the Ilfas. If you heat it up, the walls of the Ilfas first, and then you uh, stuck the bread into the Ilfas, that's like a Tanur. Because what's the, what's the nature of a Tanur? The walls of the Tanur are hot, and then you stick the bread in. So you can make an Ilfas to a Tanur. How? Heat it up first without putting the bread in. Once it becomes hot, <laughs> attach it. In that case, it will be hayab, halah. Oh, so he said, but what do you hold on the other way? Let's say you put the bread in, then you were heating up the walls of the ilfas. What are you going to say? Are you going to say that it is patur? Well, that's the case. At the Tari Sefa, when it said the end of that Braita, Asa'an Bechama Peturin, you gave a case of Patur, you went to sunbaked. Leflog Vilitne Bedida. Keep the same case of Ilfas and say, Bamidibaramurim, when do we say that Yahayaf, Kigon Shirti, Albisofit Bik? We heated the walls up and then you attach the bread. Avalid Bik, Albisofitia, but if you attach it, then you heated it up, Peturin. Which means, normally when you have a bride that it gives you one case of hayab, one case of patur, if you keep it in the same case, 
we'd rather it than you go to a different case. So the Braita said, the case of Hayab is what? Ilfas, Hirtiyah, Ulbisof, Idbik. The Ptur case is sunbaked, Hama. What do you got to jump to Hama for? Keep it in Ilfas and make the Hiduk between whether you were Martiyah and then Madbik or you were Madbik and then Martiyah. Keep the Mahlokit more limited. So the Gemara says, it is that. Really the bright is missing some words, and this is what it's supposed to say. When do we say, if you heated the ilfas up and then you attach the bread. But if you attach, then you uftudin. It has a status of, as if it was baked in the sun, and therefore it's going to be, Patur from So they were in Khramedi, Hailuk was in Ilfas, whether you were Martiyah and then Madbik or not. And the Gemara just says it was Hasun Mehsirat. Tashima. Yotsin be Matsahina. You could be Yotse with Matsah that's called Matsahina. Na in Hebrew means raw. Doesn't mean that it's totally raw, but it means that it's half baked. It's not fully baked. That's called Matsahina. And you could also be Yotse with Matzah that's made in the Ilfas. Huh? Here we go, a question again. Because Matzah is called in the Torah Lechem. Right? And we're telling you now that if you made in Ilfas, it's considered Lechem. So what do you see over here? That Ilfas is considered like an oven. Uh, that's a question on this Takish. He'll answer, yeah, the Ilfas we're talking about was where you martiyah the walls first, you heated the walls first, then you attach the matzah. Gemma is, my matzahina. What is this matzahina that you tell me? It's half baked matzah that you'll say. I'm going to be with Amr Shemuel. Kol sheporsah ve'en chutin nimshachin heminna. It means it's baked enough that when you split the matzah, you don't see strings coming from both sides. Just if it was raw, more than that, when you detach it, you see like little strings of dough that are being pulled away when you break it in half. So what, what is considered baked? Baked is considered that when you break that's how you would check the matzah. When you break it and see if there's any strings that are going across. If there is, it's considered the hametz. If not, it's considered okay. That's matzah hina. Amaravah the same thing applies to the Hamitudah. Now, uh, we said this several times, that when a person, let's say, had an obligation to bring a Thanksgiving Qurban in the Beit HaMikdash, there's two parts of the Qurban. There's the actual animal sacrifice, and there's also 40 loaves of bread that he has to bring. 30 of them are Matzah, and 10 of them are Habits. Now, the law is that he bakes the Matzah at the time that he's bringing the Qurban. And then at the time that the Qurban is brought, the matzah that's being baked at that time becomes Kodesh and becomes uh, uh, designated for the Qurban. Now incidentally, the Kohen gets to eat one of each loaf. So the Kohen gets four loaves, and the person that's bringing the Qurban, he gets all the subsequent 36 loaves for himself. So the Gemara is saying, Bechen Lachmetodah. The same law applies that the matzah that you bring for the korban todah also has to be where there's no strings. <coughs> it has to be baked enough that when you split it, there'll be no strings. So the Kibbutz says, Peshita. of course. By matzah, it says the word lehem. By korban todah, it says the word lehem. Why should I think that it should have a different... Uh, a different uh, uh, level. It should be the same status. So the Gemara says, 
So I would have thought, which is, I want to say it clearer. I mean, the Hadush of the Gemara is now saying that if at the time that you brought the Qurban, if this matzah at that point was stringy, it's going to be pasul. You cannot use it for. Which means it has to reach the level of baked enough that there's no hodin at the time that the Qurban was brought. So to that, the Gemara says, Pshita. It says, Lehaim, what do you mean? Why should I think it's different than the Matzah? So now the Tema, Iluchtiv, since it also says, Vekriv memenu echad mikol korban. Which means, the Torah says that you take one of each species of the four types of the Hamim, and you give it to the Kohen, and he brings it with the Korban. Now since the Pasuk uses the word, that you take ehad mikol korban. So the Gemara said the Rasha, shelo yitol pros. You cannot give the kohen a piece. You have to give him a full lechem. You can't break the lechem and if I give it to the kohen. It's got to be ehad. It's got to be one. So since it says it has to be one, vehacha keman defrisa damya. I would say that even though it's half baked and there's no strings, I'd say it's still considered broken because when it's half baked, it breaks very easily. So I might have thought by Korban Toda, it's got to be more baked. Half baked is not enough. Even though there's no string, because it's Pasuk, you got to give the Kohen Ehad. By giving a Kohen something that's half baked, it, it breaks very easily. Therefore, I might have thought it's not Ehad. Kamash Ma'anan. So the Torah comes in, the Gemara comes and teaches us, Vechen Ahmed Toda, that what? As long as it's half baked, it's considered Mutar, and therefore you have no problem. Comes the Gemara and says, Metibe, we have a question from a Braita. Hamme'isa. What is Me'isa? That she says, Hihlita. That's the way again where you scolded the dough. Meaning in, in water, hot water. Bechamai potri. Bechamai says, Yipatur from Hala. Ubetelel mehaibin. And Betelel says, indeed you are Hayav. We're going to read the Brayta, the Gemara is going to explain it. Hechlita, oh, but if you did what's called Hachlata, or Halita, Betchamay Mechaybin, or Betelel Potrim. Then we have the opposite Machlon. Betchamay says Hayav, and Betelel says Patur. So the Gemara says, Ezehu Ammeisa, Beezehu Hachlita. But what are these two processes? Hamme'isa kemach she'al gabe muglashin. Me'isa is when you take the flour and you put it into hot water. The flour is emerged into hot water. Hechlita muglashin she'al gabe kemach. Hechlita is the opposite. You pour the hot water over the flour, over the dough. That's the difference in the process. So the Gemara says, "Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yosef Omer, Meshum Adiv, Petanim the Brayta, Zevazel Leftor." He says both are patur from Hana. The Amdilan some say Zevazel Lechayuv. Both are Hayav and Hana. So here we have already a machlokin in what Rabbi Yishmael held. Is it Shtaim Hayavim or is it Shtaim Peturim? Vachamim Omrim. Hakami say it doesn't matter whether it's Me'isa or whether it's Halita, Asa'an Be'ilfas Patur. If you end up putting it in the Ilfas to bake it, it's going to be Patur. Bitanur Hayav. 
And in the oven, regardless, it's always going to be Hayav. So now comes the Gemara and says, Vetanakama, meaning the first Tanakama that brought down this machlok between Bet Shamai and Bet that gives you a difference between Me'isa and Halita. Ma'ishena Me'isa or Ma'ishena Halita. Which means, what's the difference? Which is, why does one shita say Hayav and Me'isa and Patur and Halita, and the other one says Patur, the exact opposite? I mean, what's the Hiluk between Me'isa and Halita that we have already a Mahlokit amongst? That they divide themselves between Mi'isa and Hatan. That should be the same deen. Because Baal, what is the thing that has in common? It's in water. So what do I care if I put the camera on the water or the water on the camera? Bottom line, it's not going to turn an oven. So technically, if you hold Patur, you should hold Patur in all cases. If you hold Chayab, you should hold Chayab in all the cases. The Gemara is trying to understand what was Tanakama's logic that he makes Hiluk in Bet Shema and Bet between Mi'isa and Halita. Amar of Judah, Amar Shmuel, Vechel Amar of Judah, Vetiber of Yeshua ben Nevi, Kemachloket bezu, Kach Machloket bezu. So you're right. You got to change the change the Tanakama. Bet Shemay and Bet are actually consistent. If you hold Patur, you Patur in both. If you hold Hayav, you Hayav in both. Vetavra, but now this Brayta is broken. Because it doesn't say that. Our language in the Braita is Hayav in one, Patur in the other. And you're coming to tell me, no, 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 it's consistent. But that doesn't say that. So he says, Nisha Shanazu, Lo Shanazu. You have to say Hadush. That there's actually two Tanaim in speaking Betchamai Betel's opinion. Meaning, like this Betchamai says Patur. When that opinion said Patur, it means Patur in Me'isa and Patur in Halita. That's one Tana learning Bet Shammai. Then it says, on the other case, Bet Shammai says Hayab, that's a different Tana talking. He means Hayab in both, which is Misha Shana Zu, Lo Shana Zu. The one that stated this did not state that. It was not Bet Shammai Shita straight through, Hayab and Patur. No. One Tana said Bet Shammai says Patur across the board. And one Tana said, Bet Shemai says, Hayab across the board. And therefore, in a Gramed, the Shittot of Bet Shemai are uh, consistent through and throughout. It's either one Tana says both Hayab, or one Tana says both Patur. Now, it will just come out that if you say Bet Shemai holds Patur, this will be an example where Bet Shemai is more Mekel than Bet Okay, there's an opinion that holds that this is one of the cases where Bet Shemai is more Mekel. The other opinion says, no, this is a case where Bet Shemai is more Mahmi, so then we learned Hayab. The point is, we're just adjusting the Braita to make Bet Betelel consistent. Now we get to the question. Katani Mihat. Partial quotation from the Braita. Bakamim Umrim. Echadze veechadze shasan beilfas patur. The rabbi said very clearly, if you put this in the ilfas, in the pan, it is going to be patur from hana. Betanur hayav. If you put it in the oven, hayav. Tiyuftad Rabbi Yohanan. Now we're asking a question of Rabbi Yohanan. Because Rabbi Yohanan was the opinion that said what? Ilfas is hayav hala. Here we clearly have a shitab hakim in a bright that says ilfas is patur. Amar lecha Rabbi Yohanan. Tanaihi. He says, what do you want? It's a makhluk at tanaim. 
which means I'll show you some look at Tanaim that one says Ilfas Patur, one says Ilfas Hayav. I was going like the Tana that says Ilfas is Hayav. Uh, you can't ask me a question of this Tana. I'm going like a different Tana. The Tanya we have a Brayta. Yachol is a Brayta says Yachol Yehem Isa Vachaluta Hayavim Bechala. Brayta is asking a question. Do you think that Meisa? That's when you're putting the dough into the hot water. Or halita, where you're putting the water on the dough. Hayabi bahada? You think it's going to be hayabi bahada? Tamud omar lehem. No, the pasuk says that's to be lehem. And it's not lehem. Why? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, en lehem, ela haafui betanur. Rabbi Yehuda says lehem is not called lehem until it is baked in an oven. Now seemingly, we have two shitot over here. The first shita says, it's not lehem. Right? You need lechem. This is not lechem. Second shita of Be'uda. Lechem is not lechem until it's baked in an oven. It's the same thing. The first shita and the Be'uda are really saying the same thing. So the Gibran says, the Be'uda and the Tanakama. The Be'uda and the Tanakama are saying the same thing. Tanakama's opinion was, Tamud Omar lechem. It's got to be bread. Implying what? That since it's not put in an oven, it's not bread. Then what did the Be'uda come along and say? Oh, lechem is not considered lechem until it's baked in the oven. The Gibran says, it's the same shita. There's enough coming out between the two she taught. The tafkanah is going to be if you baked it in an alfas. Tanakama savar ma'alse ilfas hayabin. Tanakama is going to say that if you bake it in an alfas, it's going to be hayav. However, if it be udas savar ma'alse ilfas peturin. And the udas is going to say no, it's got only baked in an oven. Which means it's going to come out according to this. We have a makhlukat tanaim on. Go back. This case of halita and ma'isa. You're not even putting it in an ilfas. You're just scolding it in hot water. And it's getting uh, it's getting cooked. So therefore they say what? Patur. Tarakabad says because it's not lechem. He doesn't say anything about an oven. He uses this is not lechem. Implying what? That if you put it in an ilfas, you'll be hayav. So bingo. There's a biyuhanan sita. A biyuhanan sita. I go like tarakabad. When a biyudak comes along and says no, 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 no. You actually have to put it in the oven itself. Even ilfas is going to be patur. Okay? Now look at Rashi. Look at Rashi Dibur HaMathil. Tanakama. Tanakama savar mahasi ilfas hayavin. Right? Tanakama savar mahasi ilfas hayav. Do you think these cases Why? Because before you actually needed them, you cook them in hot water, either the hot water on it or in the hot water. But the fast not which means, but if you put it straight into the Ma'asel fast, this Tanakhah is going to say, what? It's considered more like a oven. At this point, Tanakhah is holding, even if you put it in the Ilfas, then you heated it up, it's still being considered Hayab. So that, at this point, is the Mahlokit. Comes to and says, La, no. That's not the machloket. The kule alma maase ilfas peturin. Everybody holds maase ilfas is going to be patur from hala. Also, what's the nafkamina between tanakama and the biuda? 
ואחר כגון שחזר ואפאו בתנור כמפלגה. We're talking about over here where you scolded it, and then after you put it back into the oven. So the question is, is that oven worth anything? Since already it was cooked in water, by now placing it in an oven subsequently doesn't do anything. Tarakama will say, yeah, bottom line, once you put it back in the oven, it's going to be considered lechem, therefore it's going to be considered hayav, bechala. For the Behuda Sabar, en lechem, ela ha'afui betanur me'ikara. No, lechem's got to be, it's got to be baked originally in the oven. Vechiban de me'ikara, la betanur, afia, la lechem. Since it was not baked in the oven, afia, therefore it's not considered so that's enough kamina. Everybody knows ma'asil fas patur. What's the mahlokan over here? The mahlokan is going to be bishla ve'aharkach afya. According to Tanakama, Milo, you put it in the oven, hayav hala. And the Buddha will say, no, that's she. Shahazar ve'afan betanur. Lema'asil fas. Meaning, first she even put it in an ilfas. Which we say everybody holds is patur. Ba'ki kamar. Tanakama tamud amal lechem. Ba'ni lav lechem minu. De mebushadim b'maimen. V'wadin l'ma'asei ilfas. Na'amishet bikul b'sofer tiyah. Even if you put it, let's say, in the ma'asei ilfas. Where it's going to be patur. Na'me lav lechem minu. Abal, chazar, v'afu b'tanur. Le'am karinam be. But Tanakama will say, if you put it in the oven, it's going to be hayab. V'nebulah sabar, afui b'tanur echad ba'inan. V'no b'shte tanurim. Meaning it's got to be baked in one oven. You can't put it in two ovens. Meaning, ilfas and oven is considered two ovens. And we're going to learn exactly where Rabbi Uda learns. You can only put it in one sort of an oven. The Gemara says, Amar What's the reason why Rabbi Uda holds if you eventually put it in an oven, it's not going to be hayav? Dikhtiv. This was said by the Kedalot. It says that there's going to come a time where there's going to be such a hunger that... Ten ladies are going to use one oven to bake their bread. But the rabbi learns a derasha on this. And the rabbi says, Lechem ha'afui betanur echad karui lechem. What's called lechem? Bread that was baked in one oven. Veshe'en ha'afui betanur echad en karui lechem. But if it's not baked in one oven, it's not called lechem. And therefore, he holds, if you went to the infas, and then you put it in the oven, uh, you baked it in two different forms of ovens. Not good. It's to consider le'im, it's got to be betanur echad. It's got to be, it's, it's, it's a derasha. Ve'afu' isun nashim lachmechem betanur echad. That what to be considered le'im, it's got to be dafka betanur echad. Not that you baked it one way and then you eventually stuck it into the oven. Okay, well, it continues. Yativ Rabah v'Rav Yosef achored Rabbi Zera. Rabah v'Rav Yosef sat behind Rabbi Zera. V'yativ Rabbi Zera kamed de'ula. And Rabbi Zera was sitting in front of the rabbi. Ula. Amale Rabbah Rabbi Zera. So Rabbah tells Rabbi Zera who's in front of him. Ba'aminim mi'ula. Ask Ula the following question. Hidbik mibifnim virtiyah mibachutz ma'hu. Ask him in the case of an ilfas where you stuck the bread on the inside of the ilfas and you heated up the outside of the ilfas, ask him, meaning ask him, is it considered lehim or not? Lehnyan, hala. Amar leh. 
So the Bizira says, "My emale." What do you want me to ask him? The e amina le. If I ask him this question, Amar le is going to tell me, "Hey, new maasil fas." He said, tell me what, what kind of question is this? That this is Mahasil Fas. What do you think Mahasil This is the whole discussion, whatever we talked about, Mahasil Fas. Well, you ask him such a question, isn't that obvious? Mahasil Fas is uh, Patur from Hala. What kind of question are you asking over here? I'm not asking that question. This is a, the answer is obvious. <laughs> Which means, uh, it's actually the Mahlouk, the Nishtakish, and the Buhanan. Right? The Buhanan will say, Mahasil Fas Hayav. And the Nishtakish will say, Mahasil Fas Patur. What do you ask something that's obvious? Not asking that question. You put the pot in the ilfas, but the fire is not from the bottom. You put the fire from top. You took like a torch, and you put the fire coming from the top, and it's baking it like that. Mao, ask him this question. As she says, Mile Mala, the Homa ish lohit. The fire is burning. It gets baked quicker if the fire is on top. Will everybody agree in this case that this is more like a tanur? Because a tanur also, the heat is very strong. So maybe in ilfaz that you're using from the fire on top, maybe even. The Shlakish will agree that this is considered a tanur. Because it bakes very quickly. Amale, my emale. What do you want me to ask him? The i abinale, if I tell him this, Amar li, he's going to tell me, Rov aniyim osim ken. He's going to say all that. The majority of aniyim that cannot afford fuel. By doing it in the conventional way, let's say putting the wood on the bottom and heating it, because that's expensive. So they need their bread to bake quicker. So what do they do? They hold the torch from on top in the ilfas. Majority of Anim do that. Therefore what? When we talk about ilfas, obviously this was included. Which means the Hakimim, when they discussed ilfas, they discussed the two common ways of using an ilfas. Heating it from the bottom and heating it from the top. And still, when it came to Al-Fas, there was a Mahalokit, Rabbi Yohanan, and the Sakish, the Sakish said, it's not considered a Tanur. He didn't make a Hiluk if you heated it from the bottom. And he knew that Rav Anin used Al-Fas that way. And still he said, what? Patur. And therefore, what, what am I asking him? He's going to tell me Rav Anin used it this way. You, you don't think the knew that this is a normal way to use it? And still they said, Al-Fas is Hayab or Patur. Therefore, that already is also understood. Therefore, he did not ask that question. Baruch Amen.